1: Welcome to the Financials Podcast, Future Rich. My name is Barbara Ginty, and I am your host. And I'm also a CFP, which is a Certified Financial Planner, which I'm sure all of my lovely listeners know by now. And I am here with my guest, Anita. Hello. Hi. How are you? I'm good. How are you? Good. So I, I'm, I'm. I'm doing really good. And I have a lot of information on you because you shared with me a really wonderful Google Doc.
2: Yes, um, it's a
1: very hefty Google
2: Doc I sent you, kind of
1: disorganized. I just think that you now take the lead for all of our guests for the most preparation. I think you're
2: <laughs> Oh, no way. I was so scared that I thought that like I wasn't going to do well in terms of prep because I've always heard about, oh, your spreadsheet's so lovely. And I was like, oh, no, I didn't even do a spreadsheet. I just did a document. But I'm, I'm glad it's helpful. <laughs> yeah, we have a, I have a lot of data on you. Um,
1: yeah, we had a girl last season and I've used her Excel budgeting. It was like a daily budgeting, which was like really, really amazing. Um, but yours is like... More, I would say, yours is not just the budget. Yours is like full-fledged, like all of my life in a document. So why don't you give our
2: listeners some details, like how old you are, where you're located, and all that good stuff. Okay, cool. Yeah, so I'm located in Miami. I'm 24 years old. Um, I recently started working about seven months ago, so... Um, I've just been doing that. I graduated from university and I studied industrial engineering and international studies. Um, so the kind of a weird combo, but the cool classes. And um, yeah, I, I just got my first job. I'm working as a industrial engineering consultant at a small firm here in Miami. Okay. And yeah, I don't know. Do married? I'm, I'm single. Yeah, definitely single. <laughs> <laughs> I have to ask now because we have people from like all over. And so like, yeah. it's, always,
1: it's always good to know. Um, how do you like working since you're new? You're like less than one year in.
2: I sadly do not. I enjoy the work that I'm doing, but I sadly don't enjoy my workplace. I have a really bad boss, which kind of sucks. I think um, that you made a comment about him in your Google Doc. Oh, yeah. I put... Yeah, I put work sucks not happening. Yeah, like, my boss just sucks. Like, I mean, I don't know if you want to get into that story. But he's just not a great person. I think you called him the bad, annoying man. The bad, annoying man. Bad with B. Bad. Annoying. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I definitely did. Yep. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> he, I'm seeing that now. <laughs> yeah, he sucks. I he's just made. He's just a like a very not nice person. I didn't think that there was like a bias in the workplace against people because I've been super thankful to like have some awesome internships throughout college with like some great mentors. So this guy is just a bad annoying man. (laughs) Bad annoying man. Okay. Yeah. (laughs) I read it Google Doc and I was like what I think she's talking about your boss
1: um yeah (laughs) let's let's go over some of your financials so you have a job you have pretty good income and it looks like you don't have that
2: many expenses I don't have many fixed expenses no um so my annual salary is to the like dot I calculated it it's fifty four thousand nine hundred and ninety five dollars a year and minus like Social Security, Medicare and federal income tax, because in Florida, we don't have state tax. So you're like way above
1: like most of the nation by just knowing that right there. So just, that's. A
2: oh, really? Great OK,
1: <laughs> yes, I don't even know. <laughs> they take that all that social security, Medicare comes out of their account.
2: Cause I remember getting my first paycheck and thinking that the whole amount was, I knew that there were going to be some deductions, but I didn't realize how many? The percentage or how much they take. And I was just like, Oh no, this is so sad. <laughs> but it was like my first paycheck ever. So I was like...
1: What happened to it? You're like, where'd it go? And you're like, oh, this Social Security, Medicare, <laughs> these federal people, take a, everyone takes a bite.
2: Yeah, I was like, this is so sad, but <laughs> it is what it is. Hopefully, I don't know, I'm helping someone else in some way somehow. So hopefully we still,
1: I'm hoping, I mean, I think this is like obviously simple, but different opinion, but Social Security and Medicare should be benefits that we get when we retire. And your money, when the, I'm pretty sure with Social Security that when you t- get it taken out, it almost, it goes to the recipient receiving it, I think a month later. Oh, really? Yeah. So I don't know if you have like a grandparent or parent on Social Security, but you can be like, I
2: just helped pay your check last month. Oh, I don't. But I'm going to find a grandparent and tell them that. That's yeah, so funny. That. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but, okay, So sorry. then bi-weekly,
1: you said you have.
2: Yeah. So I have a bi-weekly paycheck and it is after the deductions, it's $1,679.49. So about one thousand six hundred and eighty dollars. Perfect. Per Bi weekly. Yeah. And so you get paid every two weeks. Every two weeks, yeah. Wonderful.
1: And then just go over roughly your expenses. You have car insurance, car lease, gas, a parking spot. Yeah. But we don't but you don't have any um, like rent?
2: No, so I'm thankful that I live with my parents. They live in Miami and they're super awesome and let me live with them. And I don't have to figure out That's amazing. And yeah, it's 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 really nice. And I love my parents, so it's awesome to like stay with them and see them because during college, um d I, I didn't live with them. So, so it's nice to be back home. Exactly. It's nice to be with them for sure.
1: Perfect. So then that's a one that's a huge fence that we don't have. So um, so mm-hmm. we basically have the car expenses, which is three ninety Mental health, yeah. which is two forty, and then yeah, um, fitness, which is thirty five, um, or plus fifteen sixty depending on the month for other well well being things. Yeah, so that should drop in once your insurance kicks in.
2: Yeah, so I have um, – I go to, like, therapists for my mental health just to, like, check in and be a better person and all of that stuff. And it's about $60 a session, and it's once a week. Okay. Um, I recently started going to her, and she said that the insurance will kick in soon, and I'm assuming that the copay will be, like, $20 or $30 a session. I'm hoping it's 20 It might be 30 okay. or 40 I, I really don't know. But um, I'm also thankful to be on my parents' health insurance, so that is better than the one that they offer. Oh, that's great. You can do that health.
1: until, what, age 20? I
2: think Seven. it's 26. I hope it's 26. 26? 20, 27. I have no idea. I should Google oh, that. It, it usually
1: depends. I think it does have something to do with the company. Like, or I could double-check that, though. Maybe it's 27, 26 or 27.
2: It's something, yeah. I, I just know that I don't have to. I'm actually uh, – I'm 24, I'm turning 25 soon, like in six days. So I know that it's it's not for this birthday. Thank you. Yeah, I know that it's not for this birthday, which is cool. That's good. (laughs) Yeah, I would
1: check into that just so you know, because then I know we didn't get into this yet, but you wanted to talk about like what benefits you should look for in another job and so health benefits would be an important one.
2: Yeah, for sure. I didn't realize like my, I mean, I don't know what jobs offer insurance wise. My parents are doctors, so they have really good insurance. I guess that they know to- that insurance and the jobs that they're in but I didn't realize like my company didn't cover vision insurance or dental insurance they only covered um yeah medical but it wasn't I don't know I talked to my parents and they said that the plan wasn't that great and they Said that health was very. They would cover that cost for me, which is really which is nice. wonderful. So I
1: think what a good thing to do is when you are going to go look for another job, you want to find out what the benefits are. So you want to find out what they have for four hundred and one k. You want to know what they have for medical, dental, vision, and then since your parents are in the medical field, they could probably look that over for you. Yeah, would be really helpful. So basically, you're bringing in sixteen hundred every two weeks. So we'll just, I mean, it ends up being more than thirty two hundred or thirty three hundred a month, and your main expenses. Um, even if we annualized your car insurance, which is 700 every six months, it's really 1400 for the year. Um, you have a lot of wiggle room with your budget. so you've been able to save quite a bit of money in terms of your emergency fund.
2: Yeah, so I have I'm not I, I know I listen to your podcast, so I know that you say like I think it was three to six months <laughs> <Yes>. savings <laughs> that you should have. And I yeah. think I mean I are spending, sorry that I that you should have. So I have currently in my savings account to date, I have thirteen thousand three hundred and fifty-two dollars and seventy-four cents. That's great. So, yeah. So I I've been really thankful to like be able to save my money. I also had um, a little bit of money from when I graduated. Um, I think it was like about five thousand that I had when I graduated. From college, so I added on to that, and I I'm taking a class actually starting at the end of September. So I I put two thousand five hundred as a down payment for that class, and I have two thousand dollars in an investment um, right now. I invested two thousand. When
1: you say you have thirteen thousand three hundred fifty two dollars in emergency fund, that's after yes. you've made the payment yes. for this class for two thousand mm-hmm. five hundred.
2: Yeah, that's after I made the initial payment for the class for 2500 and I have another investment um, with, like, this, like, brand, not a brand, this, like, uh, company that invests in art Yeah, I saw that. I've never for $2, seen that before. It's called Masterworks? Yeah, it's called Masterworks. So, I didn't really know anything about investing clearly I still don't but I'm trying to learn so I did some research and I know that artwork like luxury items and things like that usually resell for higher value such as art so some jewelry pieces the art piece that I invested in is worth like 1.5 to 2 million dollars okay. something like that but what you do is that they allow you to invest a, a smaller amount and the returns are really high So I thought that that was a cool way to invest my money. My parents told me I was crazy. No, they said I was crazy. They said, why would you do this? Who invests in art? Like, that's kind of weird. Why don't you just do a normal investment? And I was like, no, I think that this is a good idea. I looked at like the trends and I kind of, I've talked to a few people. It seems like if, I mean, if I could buy a $2 million art piece this year and sell it in five years for Six million, I would. That's a huge return on investment. It is. So, I thought it would be. A good I think idea. it's probably to two thousand. I would say though,
1: going forward, I would rather see you do more. I don't want to call them basic, but more fundamental financial plan. Yeah.
2: No, definitely. I I just have not been sure how put and where money. to put my money, and yeah, I don't have a four hundred one with my yeah, job. Yeah, um, you have to be working for a year. Yeah, I'm not sure if that's standard. Yeah, so some, of them, or yeah that's some, some of them do have a a, a like a
1: wait period. So that is that is something that you see. So wait, okay, so let's figure out what we're doing. So what the class you're you're taking, you said the overall class price is 9,000, roughly 9,000.
2: Yeah, so the overall class price is roughly 9,000. The upfront payment was 2,500, which I already made. Okay. And the class I, I so I'm splitting up the payments it's a six month course um, and I'm splitting up the payments so every month it's gonna be roughly one thousand one hundred dollars okay. yeah and this class hopefully in my next job be increasing my salary the amount or more that I put into Perfect. it I hope because it's the data analytics class yes and yeah so I, I think. I mean, I'm investing in myself like the best investment, they say. So I'm hoping to get a good return on that.
1: Okay, perfect. Okay, so then that we're going to add into your budget. So that's essentially like probably what you would be paying in rent. You're instead going to be paying to, so by living at home, yeah. you, know, you have an extra wiggle room in your budget. Because then even still, yeah. if you're bringing in, let's say, so because you get paid every two weeks, and that's correct, right? You don't get paid the 1st and the 15th.
2: No, I get paid every week. Okay. Weeks. So then
1: that's yeah. 26 pay periods, which works out to be, which I think you did the math on this $43,654 approximately. Um, yeah. So then if we divide that by 12, you're bringing in 3,600, we'll just call it to stay with even numbers, 3,600 a month. So then if we subtract out the coursework, we'll just say it's Thirty six hundred minus eleven 1, hundred it's roughly that amount. You have twenty five hundred left over, and you include it in your monthly auto. You did not include the insurance, so if we add that back in,
2: yeah, I didn't. I didn't include the insurance. I wasn't sure if I should be taking that from my savings or if I should be putting towards it every month from my checking into my savings. I wasn't sure how to do that. Yeah, you can put them.
1: I mean, I would allocate so save for it every month, and you can put it in savings, and then when it comes, you'll take it out because then you're just replenishing it could even use it okay so then that way if we have 3,600 and we have 1100 for the class that leaves us with 2,500 and then we'll just say that then with all the the car stuff you have another 500 right because it's 390 plus what you pay for insurance so that gets us down to
2: 3 that gets yeah. us down
1: to 2,000 and then minus the right now the health the health and well-being monthly is 340 so that's 1,600 1600 that you have left over, 1660 supposedly. Okay. So when it looks like you're saving or up before the class, you were saving probably a little over a thousand dollars a month, right? Yeah. So even if you split the difference with yourself, because if you have 1600 and you divide it in half and, and save, you could save 800 a month and then you have 830 to live on, which doesn't sound like a lot, but if you're going to school and working,
2: I mean, yeah, I don't have much time to do anything,
1: <laughs> <laughs> and and also you don't have utilities or housing costs. Yeah.
2: So eight hundred and thirty
1: dollars yeah. would be for food and what have you. And I mean, it doesn't have to be that. You could always to you could always if you have sixteen hundred left over at the, for the month. and we're looking at it that way, you could do five hundred to savings and then have mm-hmm. eleven hundred, and then you know maybe one month you save $500, one month you save eight hundred,
2: but see how mm-hmm. it goes. No, I'm trying to get my spending to be lower, anyways. So I think the 800 is a good, a good place to be at for the month. So 800. Yeah, try that and see how it works. You can always adjust it down. Okay. So, because there's going to be
1: months that are higher. You know, there might be a month that you know something comes up and you're not able to save at all, but that's fine.
2: Yeah, I just yeah, I want to make sure that I'm saving as much as possible because I want to in the future and these are things that i want to invest for is ideally i would like to have my own business and i would like to own a property so i do want to start saving towards that now because i'm turning 25 <laughs> in a week and i'm thinking about all yeah. this stuff and it's a little bit overwhelming but i just want to make sure that i'm on the right path because i just want to be able to provide these things for myself and make sure that like i'm taking care of it. and to confirm
1: you have no student loans so, i didn't see that never.
2: anywhere I have, I know, yeah. I have no. So you're in a great colors. position. So you're
1: able, you're yeah. taking, yeah. you're able to pay out of pocket for a class to help improve your your earning potential. You already have 13 000, a little over thirteen thousand saved up. You're living at home with no rent. So you're in the position mm-hmm. where I would buckle down and save as much of this as possible because at a certain point, you're going to have more expenses.
2: Yeah, in the future, definitely. I just want to make sure that I can save Yeah, so now. I would just keep yeah.
1: putting it into cash. The one thing that you could do is you could do, and this is one of your questions that you listed out, um, you could do a Roth IRA. Wait,
2: what's the difference between a Roth and a Roth IRA? Everybody talks about okay, it. So, so there's I don't two know differences.
1: There's a Roth 401k <laughs> or I'm going to keep keep it high level. There's a few Roths, but there's the main difference is a Roth 401k versus a Roth IRA. So the 401k is through okay. your, let's say your next company offers a 401k, then you would have that option inside of that work plan and it's to save for retirement through your work plan. The Roth IRA, okay. IRA stands for individual retirement account. And that I, the IRA means that you okay. can individually set up this account to save for your retirement.
2: And is it true that if you make over a certain amount, you can't do that? Yep. If you make over a certain
1: amount, you're not eligible to contribute. So you're not there yet, Um, which is a good thing, right? Because you're just starting out your career. So you're going to make less money, which is why. And because you have a lot of free cash and not a lot of obligations, I would say a Roth IRA would be something to think about. Because at a certain point, you're going to need a, you know, down the road, when you make more money and more expenses, you might need the tax break. And the, the tax break would be if you did a mm-hmm. traditional IRA. Traditional IRA goes in pre-tax, so you don't pay any tax on what goes in. You get It's tax-deferred, so the government says if you're putting it in for retirement, you don't have to pay tax on the money, and we're going to get the tax money from you later on in your retirement. The Roth IRA goes in after tax. So for instance, you would take it out of your savings. Let's say, you just, we'll just say, in theory, you take $2,500 out of your savings account and you put it into your Roth IRA, Mm -hmm. you get no tax benefit for that. Mm -hmm. But if you leave it in the Roth IRA for five years, and the goal would be after 59 and a half, and it's invested, then when you go to take the money out in retirement, it comes out tax-free.
2: Okay. Okay. And what is the typical? No, it makes sense. Do you know what the typical return on a Roth IRA is? So there is no
1: typical return because the Roth IRA is the vehicle. So the Roth IRA is saying that you... Anita are saving in an after-tax account for retirement individually. So that's just the, that's the holding vehicle, right? If you think about it as the house and then the investments would be the furniture. Okay. So everybody's furniture is going to be different, no matter okay. what house you go into, it's never the same, right?
2: Yeah, that's true. Okay. So I would just have to look into things that I think would be a better return on investment. Yes. And if I were you, I'd keep it really basic. Basic isn't bad. Okay. What what does basic mean? I don't know if you can tell me.
1: <laughs> I, I would. not think something is. I don't want to call it fancy because fancy is probably not the right word. The masterworks thing is very interesting, but I wouldn't. Put, I wouldn't do that with your retirement money. I think your retirement money should be boring and basic, and and the goal is that it's going to make money for you over the next forty years, right? And that it's a more proven strategy. Yeah. Right. Because if you look at if you look at an, like if you look at one of the top mutual fund companies like Vanguard or Fidelity or American Funds or any of those companies, they've all been around since like the 1930s. Mm-hmm.
2: So
1: they have a really really long track yeah. record.
2: Okay, I get what you're saying. I just need to look at things. Yeah. This was kind of more. I had money saved, and I was like, Yeah. I talked to my parents. Yeah, and they were like, What amount are you willing to lose and never see again? That's, that's kind exactly of how my parents put exactly it. Exactly how I would put it. Yeah. And I was like, $2,000 is fine. I'm going to take the risk. And if I make no money, I'm at a point in my life where up. I can yeah. just work and make it up. And- Absolutely. So yeah, it's
1: okay. that's a perfect way to do it with money that you didn't need and you've done a great job saving and you thought it was interesting and you wanted to put 2000 and you're totally okay if you lose it. Perfect. With your Roth, I wouldn't mm-hmm. do that. I would do something, something that's been more established, that's been around and proven and maybe not as exciting as investing in art, but more a bit safer from that perspective that it's not a new concept.
2: And is there a right combination of like investments that I should make, if that makes sense, like a percentage of like high risk, a percentage of medium and a percentage of low risk?
1: So I generally say, so most of the companies will have you take a risk profile to see how much risk you can handle. Okay. I think that as a young person, you generally want to take as much risk as possible because you have a lot of time. So I would say generally, if I were to fill out a risk profile personally, and I'm ten years, just about almost exactly ten years older than you. Not to say what I'm doing is Mm -hmm. right for everybody. That's my disclaimer. But I am typically a pretty risk adverse person. Like I would come out a little bit more conservative on a risk profile. So I don't really. So I always make sure because I know that time mitigates risk. Right, the more time you have, as you said, that if you lose two thousand, you can work and make it back up. Yeah. So I would always err on the side of as long as you're comfortable with it, taking more risk to get more return. Okay. And so when you're looking, if you were to on a scale, if you were looking at the most risky, your most risky investment in a traditional sense would be a stock fund. And your least risky would be like a money market or cash.
2: Okay. So
1: we're not talking about any sort of art investing or things outside of the the normal.
2: <laughs> no, yeah, yeah. No, it makes sense. I just, I wasn't, I don't, I didn't even know what a Roth IRA was. until one of my friends started talking about it and she was like, this was when I first got my job and she was like, yeah, you should invest. Like it's closing soon. I don't know what. And I was like, what? I'm not even, I don't know what that is. I was like, is, what is Roth person? Yeah. So what I would do
1: is I think that if you, I think it would be good since you don't have a retirement account at work is that you put some money every year into a Roth. Um, I love the idea of it's six thousand for two thousand nineteen. So I do think it's important for you to continue to have cash because you're saving for other goals. But if you put money in at twenty five, you have a very long time for that money to grow. So I would figure out what number that you feel comfortable with out of your savings.
0: Okay.
2: Okay. And this, I should I be putting towards my Roth IRA monthly or at once?
1: You can do it either way. You can do it monthly or you could do it in one lump sum. The benefit of doing it monthly is you'd be investing monthly because the goal is that Roth IRA, the the money's in there are invested. To get it started though, um you could make a lump sum and then you could go monthly after that.
2: Okay, yeah, that's not a bad idea. Okay, so maybe I'll do maybe do you think that I should do like 3,000 000- that's or,
1: that's kind of what I was going to say because then you still have ten thousand in cash. You have two thousand in the other investment, but then we got we started we started the Roth IRA.
2: Yeah, and then it's I still have half a year to put the other three. Mm-hmm. Exactly. So if you feel more comfortable
1: saving it up first and then putting it in, that's also fine. There's you know.
2: No, I want it to be accumulating as fast as possible.
1: <laughs> so I think that just because you're twenty five, so the sooner you start saving, the bigger difference it's going to make for you because of compounding of interest. Yeah. So that's going to work in your favor. So it would be great to get you started. And then when you do go look for another job, you want to look, as we said, you want to look at the benefits package. You want to see what they have in terms of health insurance, dental vision, 401k, those sort of things.
2: Okay. And then to invest in my, like for the future for a home and for a potential future business, I want to ideally have I don't know if it would be possible to have both. I'm hoping that it would be like an seed fund for each, but I want to know if I should be investing that money or if I should be just saving it and keeping it like close to chest. Like, I don't know.
1: So it depends on the time frame. So time, as I said, mitigates risk, the longer time horizon, um, the easier it is to recover from a bad market, right? Cause the mm-hmm. market's going to definitely go up and down. Mm-hmm. We know that. We don't know when it's going to go up and down. Yeah. So anything that's a short term is earmarked for short term expenses or purchases shouldn't be in the market. So okay. if you're saving for a house and we think we have, you know, you're 25 and your goal is to buy a house by 30. You could potentially put the money in the market, but then you'd want to take it out as you got closer to 30. Because what you would hate to do is say, I've saved, let's just say I've saved 25000 for my down payment and then the market, it's invested and then the market takes a 40% hit. Yeah. Now you can't buy a house. So I think cuz you're young you could probably put some of the money in the market depending on what the goal is maybe starting a business doesn't happen for another I don't know 6 years or so and then maybe the house is after. Yeah. You just want to think about your time frame.
2: Yeah, cuz I was thinking of doing I mean I don't I did, I don't know if they should be both one after the other in the same year or separate them with a few years in between but I would have wanted to do my own business within the next five and then a home for six. But okay. I mean, yeah, I can still figure that out. Yeah, absolutely. And I don't think there's anything wrong with
1: saving up cash and then making the decision when you get there. I think while you're young and you're at home with low expenses, I would save as much as you can of your income. And then I would always I would do the Roth every year Okay. until you get to a job that has a 401k. And then I would switch over and use the work plan. And then, so the only thing that I'm worried about, would be, I think that saving for a home and saving to start a business is a great idea. And I think when you're starting a business, in my opinion, you always want to save a little bit extra and plan on it being more expensive and taking longer time.
2: <laughs> yeah. Is there, I was going to ask you, <laughs> is there like any kind of idea of how much someone should have saved for a potential future business? Like, I don't know if I what amount of money I should have saved or to save Anything. yourself the stress, my
1: best advice is that you start the business while you're currently working, like on nights and weekends. Yeah. That's, yeah, that's and what I, was the reason I say that is because a lot of people are like, oh, but that's like, I have to, you know, I already work long hours and I, the weekend's the only time I get. Well, the reality is if you go to start a business and you run out of money, you're going to be working seven days a week to try and salvage that situation anyway.
2: Yeah. So
1: you might as well try out the seven day a week lifestyle with the safety net of an income. Yeah. I mean, I bought a business from obviously, I bought my family's business uh, six and a half years ago, and it was profitable. So it was making money, but it wasn't making enough Mm -hmm. money to support all the expenses once I bought it. Like it supported my aunt and my father, you know, Mm -hmm. with having to pay for my own health insurance. And then I wanted to actually get paid to go to work, you know, um, which I wasn't able to do myself initially. You know, in in that scenario, I had saved a bunch of money and I knew what I needed to do to get the business to profitability and I knew I had a plan, but it took longer than I expected and it was more, more expensive than I expected. And I think that's, I haven't met very many entrepreneurs who say like, oh, it was like way less expensive and way less, (laughs) I haven't met them yet. I mean, maybe they're out there. I'm I'm sure that things go smoothly for some people, but I would say if you plan for it to be more expensive and more time then if it doesn't happen, then you're just in a better position. Yeah. I think you should definitely try and get it off the ground at least started to work before you quit your job
2: yeah that's what I was planning on doing so I after this class that I'm taking I want to go get my master's and I'm hoping somebody will sponsor me and I'll be able to work for that larger company for a while Uh, they usually have like a requirement like three years after you they pay for a course or whatever you have to work with them and then having clients on the side and making money on the side and then being able to transition Mm full time into that hopefully like that income will surpass my exactly or even if it, even if it doesn't even if it gets to the point where it can cover your
1: basic needs and you're like okay this is worth it now and i'm gonna switch but i can cover myself yeah so i think that your best bet from a career standpoint in terms of your personal financial goals would be to get to a company that's going to offer you better benefits which would be one of them included would be paying for graduate school
2: yeah, I need to, I definitely know I'm working with like a career person now, and I've made that clear to them, yeah, that I want so good. that to be a benefit for me, that and just nicer people at work. I think nicer
1: people is great. And, and then if you get the graduate school, you'll make more money and then you won't be in debt. And I think since you're not in debt now, I it would be great if you could get that taken care of. And then yeah. if you make more income, then you could save more money at that point to pay down payment for a home for, if you continue with the habits you have, you'll be able to save money for both of those goals, especially if you go back to school. Yeah. You just want to always get in the habit that you're putting away. And I think you would ask me for a percentage. I like the idea of you paying putting 20% away for retirement. Okay. Really, if you could start doing that now, it's a little harder. Um, you know, that would be roughly of your gross. That would be about $10,000. So if you do six, you're like really, really close to that number. Um, okay. And then, any other money you can save, I would put towards those other. I just put it in cash for the t- the time being. But I would, I would. You would mean keep the keep the other four in cash. I would keep whatever else you're able to say after after the Roth. I would keep adding back to your emergency fund so that you keep that high.
2: Okay. Okay. That makes sense. Is there, are there any other retirement options that I can invest in other than the Roth IRA? You could do the,
1: you could, there's two real options for you, which is the traditional IRA, which is the tax break one or the Roth, which is the after tax one. But since you're, you have so few expenses, I would, I would say the Roth rather than the traditional, because I think down the road when you are in a higher, let's say you do the graduate degree and you make, now you're making 80,000 you're going to probably want the tax break more then and you're going to probably have more expenses. Yeah. So you're going to need the tax break more.
2: Okay. That makes but more that, sense.
1: But that being said, you can do either. There's, you can do either, either account, but those are your two options, either a traditional or a Roth.
2: Okay. No, I think the Roth makes the Roth IRA makes more sense than yeah, what you're saying. Will. Okay. And I wanted to ask you, actually, I have sure. um, like for credit cards, I don't know if you recommend any credit cards or you like have any ideas of what I can, what you can use? I like one where you get some sort of benefit. Obviously, I think that it's
1: really important you pay them off every month. Um, yeah, you don't want to end up with credit card debt. And then I would use one where you think that you're getting a, a good value. So I like using points and miles for my vacation. Mm-hmm. So I, as a business owner, use American Express because if there's any sort of issue with the charge, they will refund you. You don't really have the income yeah. because you're not a business owner and Amex charges a annual fee for that sort of service. So I would look mm-hmm. at what you think you're going to get either cash back or miles or, or points and you have a decent APR rate. I'd look at that. And then maybe you don't want something that has a fee, a very expensive
2: annual fee. But I do think it's good to
1: have a credit card.
2: Yeah, because I travel a lot. Yeah, I travel a lot for work, actually, oh. like at my current job. Okay. Yes, so I have a lot of miles. Like I, we fly American Airlines a lot, so I have a ton of miles with them, just from work travel. And I wanted to see if maybe there was like a miles card, or I, I, I don't know what it is that I should be using. So I kind of just got a credit card and stuck with it. But I don't. Yeah, know. I would like
1: to see where you're going to get. Maybe I, I was a Delta person for mm-hmm. my corporate years. Um, so I got the Delta, which is an American Express because you got more miles by using their card. Okay. Um, so if you're traveling a ton, it might be worth it. Um, you just want to take a look and see what they're going to charge you annually and then what your benefit is going to be. But I think if you're, I definitely think it's worth looking through a credit card because if you can get a lot of miles or cash back, it makes it worthwhile because you're going to be spending the money anyway. And then at least this way you get some additional benefit for this, the money you're spending.
2: Sorry, I'm writing this stuff down. Oh, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I don't think I have many other questions for you. I'm glad that I made it through this whole document. Yeah, I'm, I'm like, I'm very proud of us. <laughs> yeah.
1: Um, so I think for the time being, I would I would do the Roth IRA. Mm-hmm. I would make sure it's invested inside of there. Mm-hmm. And then I would definitely look for another job where you're going to get the good health insurance, 401k, and where they have a program to pay for graduate school.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And then with any additional money you have monthly, I would put that towards your, because if we spend 6000 of your emergency fund, we're going to lose half of it, right? Yeah. So I would replenish that. And then I think that you having 10000 as an emergency fund is good. So when you get over that after the Roth, if you get there, then you could separate that savings into, you know, a house fund, business fund. And then at a certain point, maybe when it gets big enough, you know, if you have a few thousand dollars in there, then maybe invest it if you still think that that goal is a few years out.
2: Okay. Yeah. I just, but I would mean-
1: focus on the, the Roth and having the 10,000 in the emergency fund. And the only reason I'm telling you 10,000 is because I think at some point you're going to move out and you're going to need extra money.
2: Yeah. That does make sense. Okay. Yeah. Just in case, just in case you decide you want to. Yeah, no, I, <laughs> I think for the time being, I won't be, but it is, it is a good plan to have for sure, just in case, or if anything else comes mm-hmm. up, because Yeah. I mean, I I don't know. If I go to graduate school, it might not be here. It might be somewhere else. I just want to make sure that I'm covered. Yeah,
1: absolutely. So that's what I would do. I think that's a great start for being in your first year of working.
2: Okay, awesome. So thank you so
1: much for being on. We'll wrap it up for our... Lovely listeners here, so for our listeners, if you could rate and review us on iTunes, we would so, so appreciate it. You can also follow us on Instagram, and if you want to learn more about your personal finances, you can check out our class with SUNY Ulster at wwwplanancial.com.
0: Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools and power plants, they all depend on you.